Welcome to today's episode of PDSD, Me, Myself and Him, by Scott Stevenson. Hello everyone and welcome to this, my first proper episode of PTSD, Me, Myself and Him. Apologise in advance for the um, poor uh, sound quality, etc. But I'm still learning my craft here. Uh, what I plan to do now over the next few weeks and months is to begin to share some of my experiences of living with post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I want to stress that I am in no way a professional. I am an absolute amateur. I am not giving anybody any medical advice. I'm not giving anybody any life coaching advice. All I'm doing is talking about my experiences of how I was ex- affected by post-traumatic stress disorder and a couple of other medical conditions that came out, probably of the, the PTSD. Um, again, some of it's a bit raw, some of it's a bit unpleasant. It's definitely not for the faint of hearted or for the young. But what I hope you will find is that it is honest, it's refreshing and ultimately it's a success story. Because I might have PTSD and for a long time it ruled my life, but now I rule it. It does what I tell it to do. Most of the time. There is the odd time when I when I when I when I fall off command. But um I just get right back on the horse again to mix as many metaphors as possible and um and, and get control of it again. And and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um some of the key pivotal moments in my life that resulted in me contracting post-traumatic stress disorder how I dealt with it, how I affected it, both the positives and unfortunately the large number of negatives that go with it. Um, it bring, it'll bring us into some other areas of mental health. It'll touch on suicide, it'll touch on anxiety and depression um, and it will t- touch on eating disorders and a few of the, the really negative thought patterns you can get yourself into once um, a disease like this takes over. Now. I am ex-pillatory, but my post-traumatic stress disorder has very little to do with combat as such. I, I really don't consider myself to have ever seen combat. I, I'd been on operational tours, but it, it's still not the same thing. Uh, Mine comes from a whole pile of other areas. And that's one of the things I want to get across to um, everybody out there, that PTSD can affect anybody. You... Anybody can be affected by PTSD, and that's the the thing. It doesn't care. It doesn't care that I'm a soldier, that you're a priest, that you're a mother, a daughter, a sister, a brother. It doesn't care at all. It'll get its claws into anybody when it's given the chance. And that's the thing. There is a lot of people here in Northern Ireland suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder from our our times and the troubles and just from the, the hardships of normal life. I mean, PTSD can affect anybody. You know, a, a difficult traumatic birth can leave a mother with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, a bad car crash can leave your, your grandmother with post-traumatic stress disorder, even though it's something that me and you might just brush off. For for her, it could be it could be a complete different kettle of fish. Everything is just different for everybody. And that's one of the things I learned as I've gone through the years and through numerous interventions and lots of cognitive behavioural therapy and other other strategies, is that it's different for everybody. There are commonalities to it, but everybody has their own personal relationship with post-traumatic stress disorder. Everybody has their own ways of dealing with it. Everybody has their own ways that affects them. Um, the one thing I'm absolutely certain of is that to talk, 
to find somebody to confide in, to be able to speak about what you've experienced, what you're feeling, the, the bad thought patterns that you had. That is absolutely vital ground for being able to move on and get control of that that disease, condition, whatever you want to call it. Until you learn to talk about it, until you learn to be 100% honest with yourself and 100% honest with those that you, you love and are closest and dearest to you, and also 100% honest with the people that are trying to help you, whether that be professionals or friends, until you can get to that position of absolute honesty. Um, for me, I was just going through the motions. And I'll talk about this in great detail in some of the episodes that are to, are to come. But obviously, I don't want to uh, go on too much at the moment. Um, so again, this is, as I say, this is just episode one. So we're just beginning to, to, to set the scene for um, what's going on, what to expect over the coming episodes, etc. I'm keen for anybody that wants to get involved to um, um, to leave comments on the on the on the anchor post. It'll be a little bit while before they go up on the other podcasting sites, but they'll eventually get in there. Um, I'll be um, linking episodes in all the time on my LinkedIn feed. And if I can manage to understand how it works, my Instagram feed as well, so that I can get this out to as many uh, different um, sort of avenues as possible. Um, so two more sections I want to cover before we call it quits for episode one. And the first one is going to be, who am I? And the second one will be, what do I want to achieve? So who am I? I'm just your normal everyday bloke. That's that's it. Nothing special about me in any way, shape or form. Um, uh, the biographic details, in short, I'm 48. I'm married for 18 years. I'm separated. I'm uh, awaiting divorce. I have two beautiful children at 11 and 8, a, a girl and a boy. Um, now I'm head over heels in love again. I've found somebody else to be extremely happy with, um, my, my darling partner, Patricia. Um, but I've been through the mill. Um could blame all sorts of people for it. And that's one of the things that I did for a long time. I blamed everybody else. I'd never seen anything as belonging to me or, or taking any ownership of what happened. Um, again, I did 22 years in the army, worked in the Royal Military Police, a bit of time in our special investigations branch, bit of time in uniform, which was called general police duties. Um, was very privileged to do lots of very interesting jobs during that time. Uh, finished up my, um, my my 22 years, um, left the, the British Army, did a little bit of contract work, and then started an eight-year career with the health service here in Northern Ireland. Um, my PTSD was first diagnosed back in 1999, as we're going to talk about in the coming episodes. Um, what we realised last year during the, the, the most in-depth therapy I'd had was that I probably had PTSD long before that. I just didn't realise it. People around me didn't realize it. And I'd already developed by that stage my game face and my coping strategies. And until more pressure was piled on me, I was able to sort of cope with it, even though inside I wasn't really. And when it all went wrong, and it went wrong on numerous occasions over over my career, the kind of symptoms I would um I would come down with would be extreme anxiety. Um, I often had panic attacks. I d would have been considered to be depressed. Um, they 
call it hypervigilance or extreme paranoia, where you're constantly expecting to be things to go bad. You think the worst of everybody. Um, I used to have flashbacks, nightmares, uh, hallucinations, both auditory and visual, to various things that had affected me during uh, during my life. All of this can interface with um, basic just a brain fog where you're just going through life on autopilot, basically. Um, again, other things that came up at times, not all of this happens every time, but I had episodes where I suffered from extreme anger and rage. Um, a common factor was overuse of alcohol as a crutch and for myself, food as well. I ate and I ate and I ate um, for lots of reasons, which I'm going to go into in, in, a, in detail in one of the further episodes. I suffered with overwhelming guilt I carried around with me for years that I was alive when others had died. I didn't deserve to be alive. They didn't deserve to be dead. I deserved to be punished. I coined a phrase called career aside, um, which was the just the, my only way to explain why I did some of the things I did was just to punish myself for, you know, I couldn't be successful when they weren't there to be successful anymore. So I had to be punished and I used to do things to get me punished all the time. And as you can imagine, as a soldier in the military, there is a, a fair amount of punishment to go around when you cross the line. And I just had a deep-seated hatred and feeling that I was a failure, and that reinforced all of my thoughts, all of my patterns, all of my decisions about how I, I made through life. And that was all going on on the inside. On the outside, apart from when I was at my worst, most people that were listening to this and know me would have had absolutely no idea that any of this was going on the vast majority of the time. My game face, uh, that advert we have here in Northern Ireland of the the, the bloke that takes his um, face off at the end of the night is so, so true. Whoever designed that advert's an absolute genius. That was me. I used to wait till everybody had gone to sleep. The, my, my wife was asleep. And I used to take my game face off and just sit there in bed at night, crying quietly to myself, hating my life, hating everything that had happened, too scared to tell anybody, too scared to reach out for help too ashamed of being a failure. And I went through that pattern for nearly 20 years. And that's um, why I'm going to move on to the next section, which is what am I hoping to achieve? So what am I hoping to achieve with this podcast series? Um, basically, I just want to uh, shine a light, if that's not too twee a phrase to say, on what it's like to live with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, what it's been like for me, uh, those closest to me, um, those who worked for me and uh, worked above me that perhaps didn't understand what was going on, couldn't understand the way I was behaving um, and and then didn't react well to the situations I put myself in and I put them in. And it's, again, the only way we can get better at dealing with this as being better at recognizing it in people, being able to, you know, listen to being able to offer a, a helping hand at times, even with the person doesn't necessarily want to accept it at that time. 
Um, the better we can get at recognising the signs and symptoms of somebody struggling, understanding that you know somebody might have gone through something and putting positions in place to help that, the better. Initiatives like mental health, first aid courses um, and things like that are absolutely vital to this sort of thing. But storytelling is a powerful, powerful tool. And that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast series is tell a story that people can relate to, tell a story of an ordinary uh, bloke who went off to the army and read a far from ordinary life after that. Um, it has some horrific bits in it. But again, ultimately, the fact that I'm here today, that I'm able to do this podcast, um, shows that, you know, it's not all bad. I've made some good things out of it. It's taught me a lot about myself. It's taught me a lot about um, what values and what matters in your life. Uh, and that's what I want to try and do. Give give um, anybody who listens to this podcast a bit of perspective about what it's like to live with PTSD um, and what it's like to constantly live with it and to try to manage it and control it. Um, there will be the odd tip and coping strategy as again as I've said already these are based upon my experiences and they might not necessarily be perfect for everybody but that's what this is about that's what I hope to achieve and um, that brings the uh, final segment of, to, of today's uh, podcast podcast episode one of me myself and him and the title will become apparent as the podcasts um, carry on why I chose that title um, um, maybe some of you can already figure it out anyway but that's what it is that's us bringing it to an end today I uh, enjoyed doing this uh, it's a bit of a strange circumstance sitting here um, talking to my microphone in my um, my living room but I hope you've enjoyed it all and I hope uh, you'll all come back next week for episode 2 thank you very much for your time <laughs>